0: Well, it has been a busy transfer window for your Toronto FC. Signings upon signings, rumor after rumor, it feels like every time you think this team is done, they come up with another one out of the hat. Uh, Welcome to a special edition of the Tunnel Club. This is a MLS Transfer Deadline Day special. Uh, Kind of threw this together last minute, but we really appreciate Michael Singh joining us as a guest. Uh, Sean is also uh, on the call or was on the call. (laughs) So uh, if Sean, if you can't hear us, go ahead and request the mic. We'll get you on. Um, But, you know, we're going to make this a quick one. Some of you guys have tweeted in some great questions. uh, So we will uh, get through some of those as well. If you do have questions, just at mention us. Uh, and use the hashtag TFC Tunnel Club, uh, and we'll try to get those on air uh, before we wrap up today. We're just going to make this a quick sort of 30-minute chat and then get uh, you guys on your way, but obviously uh, welcoming in uh, Michael Singh of the Parlay and of the Toronto Till I Die podcast, my co-host there. Mike, how you doing, man? I assume you are a busy man today. Hey, what's up, Mike? Yeah, man.
1: It seems like I've been busy this entire summer as Toronto FC been really, really busy. So, yeah, exciting times for the club. And I'm looking forward to seeing what this, this product looks like as the team gets all the pieces on the field together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you just see there I've pinned uh, Michael's tweet from earlier today, the article that you can find on the parlay which uh, he talks about TFC reacquiring Richie Larea from Nottingham Forest on loan. Um, the details, depending on uh, where you're listening, etc., cetera, uh, seem to be that he will be back for the year. So uh, returning to Nottingham at the end of June. But uh, Mike, I wanted to leave it to you in terms of any details that you've heard or anything that you can uh, sort of talk about. I know you can't always say everything, um, but uh, if there are any details that the good uh, TFC live community should know, uh, we'd love to hear it. Um,
1: yeah, well, I guess I'll start by saying, I think
0: this is something the
1: club has been kicking the tires at for quite some time. Uh, you know, when, when Richie initially moved over to Nottingham Forest, it was, it was tough for him in, in a lot of different ways. And of course, the main thing being is that he didn't get much playing time. Now, I believe that's, a lot of that was due to kind of the relationship he had with Steve Cooper, who of course is the the head coach at Nottingham Forest. Um, it seemed for whatever reason, Larea was, or I guess Cooper wasn't the biggest fan of Larea's game. And thus the, struggle for Richie to get playing time. And I think early on into that move, especially in such an important year for Canadian soccer, the Canadian men's national team as they obviously qualify for the World Cup later this year. I think early on that's when Richie decided that it might be best for him to to at least seek out a loan away from Nottingham Forest. And of course before Richie went to to Forrest, TFC offered him quite a contract to remain with the club. And of course, with that, a prominent role at at fullback, right back or left back, most likely right back. And with that, obviously, comes playing time as well. And I think that's the biggest thing for him right now is, is sort of getting that move uh, to get playing time ahead of the World Cup later this year. So as the summer progressed, I think one of the things that was holding Toronto C back here was, of course, as without taking too much of a deep dive into it, was the allocation order. And the fact that Cincinnati were really stubborn in that number one spot, they didn't want to give that number one spot up. As we now know, it's, it's because they were targeting Chelsea defender and US men's national team center back Matt Miazga. It seems like they've gotten that across the line and they'll be using that allocation spot to to reacquire him into the league, which ultimately opened the door for Richie Larea's return to Toronto FC. So it it's it's been really a roller coaster of a ride here for TFC. I know it's it's someone they've been targeting for, like I said, a really long time. And I'm sure the club is thrilled to to have Richie rejoin the the group because I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit more, but just the quality that he adds as as a fullback to this team it, it's it's a it's a
0: massive, massive addition for the club. Obviously, we've on this show on Toronto till I die, we, we've talked a lot about the need for an experienced right back. You know, I'm I've made it clear. You know, I'm I'm still high on Akosi Thompson. I'm obviously still high on Jaquiel Marshall Ruddy, but it was clear that. To go where this team wants to really go, it needed some senior depth at that position. And obviously getting getting the guy that was just here last year um, and, and sort of blossomed in that role over the past couple of seasons with TFC. that's a, that's a massive get for the club as they go down this stretch to end the regular season. Um, as usual, uh, Sean Levy is also on, my my co-host here on the Tunnel Club. Sean, I'm sure you've got some questions and thoughts for Michael, so I just wanted to give you the floor and let you do that a little bit.
2: I guess my biggest question is, if, if you're just looking at it from an outsider with regard to, you know, what Richie's, dis- like, his decision-making, we understand he wanted maybe a, a, a bigger challenge. But to end up right back where you started with – potential for TFC to buy him back part part of me feels he almost wasted his like it was a waste of a decision right because if you're going to come back here and if TFC doesn't make the playoffs he's got what like 12 games to play going into a world cup year like I want him back for from a TFC selfish perspective but from a Canadian national team perspective is this the best decision for
1: him um yeah, that's a. I think that's a valid point, Sean. And what I'll say is, I mean, look who Richie Luria will be lining up alongside. You have a, three other Canadian men's national team teammates in Daniil Henry, Jonathan Osorio, and Mark Anthony K on this roster. And then of course you have guys like Insigne and Bernadeski, Hazy Jimenez up top. Like this is a quality side that Richie Lareau will be thrown into an environment that'll be thrown into. And one that he's, I mean, let's face it, like Kosey and Jack, they they were serviceable and they both have bright futures, but there's not much competition he's faced at, at right back for this team. And he'll get a lot of minutes down the stretch and play an important role for this team as they hopefully make a push towards a playoff spot. So, yeah, I think, I think it is all things considered. We know it works here with Richie. Richie's familiar with the environment. We know... It's a mutual feeling between Richie and the club. It just, it made sense, I think, for the player to to come back. And yeah, you know, you can look at it that way in terms of him making maybe a mistake by going to Forest, but not something we would have known um, until he did it. And we know he always had that ambition. So I guess we'll see how this, this, this plays out ahead of the World Cup. But I, I think it's a valid concern, Sean.
0: Uh, I I think it's a valid concern, but I also think, like, that's kind of, it's a little harsh on him, right? Like, he had an opportunity to go to Europe to try, to to basically fulfill something that he's wanted to do as a career ambition, right? He wanted to go to Europe and test what he can do at that level. So I don't necessarily think it's a wrong decision. It didn't work out for him um, the way that he might have envisioned and that sucks, obviously, but I don't think it. Like, I don't fault him for wanting to to do that. I think for the longest time, as Canadian soccer fans, you know, we want our top players to go push themselves and try to get themselves to Europe. Um, and look, when he made the move, a lot of people applauded him. Right? They they applauded the fact that he wanted to make that move, and he he mentioned in his interviews that he wanted to push for an opportunity to play in Europe. And you know, he he got that chance. He didn't get maybe the minutes he thought he would get, but I can't really fault him for following a, a lifelong ambition.
2: I guess where I
3: look at
0: it is, Michael. Yeah, I don't know if we got all of Mike. Did you get all that?
1: <laughs> I, I want to say I understand what he's saying, but I can't really hear him. So I hope I got the gist. It's it's you're saying like where was the. A disconnect i guess before between the coach and loran and, and look we're, we're talking about this in hindsight's 2020 right we at the time of the move it nottingham force was not the team that they are today at the time of the move, nottingham force wasn't in the position they were five months ago four months ago when they all of a sudden turned a corner in january and became the best team down the stretch in in the in the championship so yeah i mean as, as mike said like I wouldn't, I don't, no one faults Richie for trying to take the leap. In hindsight, though, I think we can all agree it wasn't the best move for his career, especially when he had a a perfect setup, in my opinion, here in Toronto moving forward. Um, And that's, hey, that could be a narrative that we talk about moving forward about a lot of these guys. Like, I think someone that this relates directly to is a guy like Jonathan Osorio who has the same ambitions as, Rich- as Richie Loria to, you know, challenge himself at a higher level overseas, but is the grass really greener over there, or is he does he have it set up here in, in Toronto? So, yeah, it- it's interesting, but circling back, I guess, to-, to Richie and what he'll bring to Toronto FC, I mean, look at the difference that Mimo Crescito has made to this back line and just having a, you know, Richie's an above- average well above average i'd say it goes far as saying he's one of the best fullbacks in mls before he left um and adding the player of that quality a natural right back into the mix i mean that makes your team so much better moving forward and we you know like this team's plan all along and if, there's i'm sure there's receipts out there of me saying this this team's plan all along was by this time to hopefully find a way to put out a starting 11 there that didn't have any, any kids in the lineup, essentially. And now looking at it, when everyone's healthy, everyone's fit, that's going to be the case. So this is the first time we're going to see TFC in some sort of, I guess, regard where they will be closer to the TFC they want to be, as opposed to what this rebuilding phase was the first half of the year.
0: Okay, Um, a lot of questions pouring in here, Mike. Um, So I'm going to try to get through as many of them as possible. I apologize if I don't get to your question, or if I maybe amalgamate your question into one overall, because some of the questions we're getting in are are sort of uh, repeating the same thing. But uh, let's go first. Uh, And let's just go really quickly. Obviously, we're talking about Richie. That's the big sort of imminent thing right now. But Mike, this one will not die, and I can't tell you how many times in our three burning questions segment for Toronto Till I Die, does this come up? But this comes from uh, uh, Bielsa's High Press. Uh, Mike, saying, can you give one final update on how much interest there were actually was in Belotti? Uh, <laughs> as he now sign- appears that he is signing for Roma. I think this has been covered to death, but I'll let you kind of put the nail in the coffin on this one.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've if you guys listen to Toronto Till I Die I've talked about it uh quite a few times. So early in the off season TFC did inquire about Balati, but it was never any serious inquiry. Uh there was never really any serious discussion about the two sides. Um reaching an agreement I don't think anything was ever close anything was imminent it yeah it was definitely some overblown speculation uh from what I'm hearing and hey that that's that's the name of the game sometimes you know there's different ways that things get out there you know sometimes I'm not I'll raise my hand I'll be the first one to say I'm not always right with everything that I report to that's just that's just the nature of of, I guess the the business right now and in the the times that we're in. So, yeah, I, I maybe I'm wrong about this too, but I don't think there was any, ever anything serious between the club and, and Bilotti.
0: Yeah. I, uh, and, can, sorry, go ahead, Sean.
2: Can I just quickly say, Michael? saying you did state earlier, I think early in the transfer window, you did say by the end of this window, TFC starting 11 should have no kids in. It. So I can at least say that usually when you say something, you you know you're pretty accurate with, with with what you like to tweet or or comment on. So I I I take your word 100 with with what you your, you just said. there.
1: Oh wow! Thanks, buddy. Thanks my tires. <laughs> Gotta come on the show
0: more often, man. There you go. See, we we, we got you, bro. Um, okay. Uh, another question here, uh, just in regards to the Richie signing. Uh, this comes from Danny. What do you think TFC does regarding uh, central midfield depth? Uh, with Richie back, does that move Kosey back into midfield? Do they keep playing Nelson there? Do you maybe even see Bernadeski there? It basically, you know, does that maybe give Kosey an opportunity to go back to a more natural midfield position?
1: Yeah, great question. Right. Is RO Jr. still available? I heard he plays some some central oh, midfield. We're we're not nah. going down. No, we're not going back there. Nah. We're nah, not going nah. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um yeah, so obviously when when the trio is healthy with Mark anthony K and 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 Bradley, that's your your midfield midfielder midfield midfield options. And then you have as Danny mentioned, Jaden Nelson, you have Kosi Thompson, you have even Brunaski who can slot on. So I th- I would say all of the above. Um I wouldn't be surprised if Bernardeschi gets some the minutes there at some point this year if, for whatever reason, TFC isn't able to, to field a, a healthy uh, midfield trio. I think they have some options there that they like on the right wing to slot in instead of Bernardeschi as he slides into the middle. And we see it even during games that sometimes he does tend to drift inside. We know he has experience doing that with with Juventus. So he's a versatile player and that would definitely be one of the options. That being said, it seems like the team has liked what they've seen out of Jaden Nelson there in that position. So he might have just the the upper hand in terms of getting sort of their best players on the pitch right now all into the 11 if someone in the midfield is down. That would be my best guess. I'm not sure what you
0: guys would do, Sean or or Mike. I mean... Go ahead, ahead. Mike. Well, look, I, I think... Look again. I, I know we've a lot of people have been down on Kose, Um and I think some of that is recency bias based on the Cup final and how things went there. But uh, I would like to see him in that midfield role. I'd like to see how he does. We hasn't really had an opportunity to show that uh, to us, at least in the regular season. I mean, I think we saw him there a couple of times during preseason, um, but obviously a regular season game is going to be much different in terms of intensity. So I'd like to see that as a depth piece. Um, I, I still think they do need to strengthen there. Uh, I, I, obviously that's not going to happen this particular window. I don't think and again, unless something pulls, there's a rabbit out of the hat and there's a question about that, Mike. So I'll, I'll tee that up in a second, but um, no, I, I, I think from that perspective as a depth uh, signing, yeah, I'd love to see Kosey still be a, uh, would be in the midfield.
1: Yeah, and also Richie Richie was a central midfielder, guys. So once Very true. upon a time he he could play there. But I would expect if yeah, maybe getting ahead of myself here, but don't be surprised to see Richie Lura push up, play right wing, Bernardeski slots inside, and either Kosi or Jakiel play right back at times if they can't field a a healthy midfield like they got options so it's not like they're just hamstrung there with those three guys obviously they're they're at their best when all three of those are in the middle and you know they balance each other out really well but they I think they have more options than people people can see right now And, and I think Noble Akello is also getting closer inching closer to a potential return to
2: now, but no, Nobel's not. He's not a like. He's more of a central midfielder than you, you're not really playing him on the wings, right? Um, yeah,
1: he's he's a central midfielder. I,
2: I guess, from most fans' perspective, in an ideal scenario, it, their TFC can pull a rabbit out of the hat and add a depth piece in that way in that midfield role. But for me, I don't know if, if I would want necessarily a, a a right midfielder. I think a sense like somebody who can maybe give Michael a break would be more of an ideal or more like, I just don't know if I would necessarily want a a wing piece right now with the current, like, I'd like to see Kosey finally giving an opportunity to play his natural position or maybe even putting Jaquil in that role because that technically was also his natural, more of a, a right wing, not a defender. So maybe like right now, if we're not able to add, I think we use the pieces, the young guys, let them play in their more natural position and see how they, they go. We know what Richie does on defense, so you're safe having Richie play there and not having to worry about the defensive mistakes by putting either Kosi or Jakiel, there and let them shine where they're actually better to shine at a right midfield position.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, uh, it's interesting. Uh, my thinking has changed a little bit on this. Uh, in regards to sort of this, do we need to get somebody for Michael Bradley? Yes, I do believe that eventually we do, but I'm also thinking a lot about it and it is really hard to get someone who can step in and do, do what he does. Like when you think about it, when you look at the metrics, when you look at his work rate, it is really hard to find someone out there that you can sign, that you can say, okay, Michael, you can take a break. And this person can maybe not duplicate exactly what he does, but can can provide a lot of the things that he produces without essentially having to go out and essentially signing a DP central midfielder, right? Like, yeah, but that's is, a mind is going.
1: Yeah, he's, a, he's a baller for sure. I, I agree with you, Mike. And wait, what I'll add is guys, this is, TFC is nowhere close to done this rebuild. Like this summer, this last off-season, that's been it's been a lot of fun. There's been a lot of moves. This team's not nowhere done yet making moves. This off-season is we this past year has been really important for TFC, but this off-season that's coming up may just be the most important for the club in terms of getting the right pieces in. Bob Bradley today was asked about I guess the frame of this team and he says it's pretty close to to there now it's essentially about adding some some important depth pieces but they're also they're also going to be an open DP spot there's a number of guys that were making significant money that are going to be coming off the books so TFC is going to have a lot more to play with this year they didn't they really didn't have that much room to play with because of some of the contracts that were already existing and some of the things that they wanted to do. So, yeah, there's there's still going to be a lot of work to be done in that central midfield piece, which I think we all agree eventually needs to come in. I think that's just something that's going to happen in the winter along with along with the center back as well.
2: Um, Mike, I don't know if there's a question in, in the chat, but I'm pretty sure I've seen it recently online with regard to this DP spot. Um, in fact, I know one of our friends, Noel, um, has asked this question. Does it make sense with TFC signing a DP spot in the offseason, knowing that most of the leagues and the top DP-type caliber players, you may not be able to get them till next summer?
1: Uh, yeah, you know, we've seen... Like, I think that's a little bit of recency bias, to be honest. like What you're saying is true, And a lot of the times, the best players, I'd say a lot of those players are often older, but some of the times the best players, the biggest names are out of contract at the summer. But if you're able to, perhaps willing to pay a transfer fee, you can get what you need to get done in the winter. We've seen it in the past. The team has done it in the past. So I still think there is definitely a possibility to get something significant done in the winter especially as we know this team probably is especially if you're planning ahead so and maybe maybe hey Sean, maybe it ends up being like a Lorenzo Insigne deal where you sign a pre-contract in January to join the club in the summer maybe that's what happens but I imagine just from also a little bit of a commercial perspective too it might make more sense for this team to to really like, reignite the fan base and, and get them really excited in the winter heading into the start of of 2023 because um, we know there's going to be a buzz, I guess, towards this team for the rest of the season, especially based on the roster they've put out. And you go ahead and you add to that buzz again. And it, man, this, it, it almost feels like this team will be in the city behind it. will be ready to to kind of erupt once they get, I guess, all the pieces in.
0: Ingolo Conte, mark it down. That's the guy. All right. <laughs> Start the rumor train now. Um, Okay, a couple of questions in uh, in the chat here. So I'm going to go through a couple of these. Uh, first of all, uh, from Alan, just asking, what about the Cipitelli rumors? Are there any truth to the Cipitelli? I don't even know where that came from, to be perfectly honest. They just popped up one day.
1: Yeah, I, I never heard anything about that. So I can't really comment on it. I mean, I just
0: haven't heard anything about it. Uh, awesome, okay. Uh, a couple of questions. this these are more bigger, bigger questions around sort of how this team builds itself. And um, it's the endless debate, I think. Uh, so we don't have to go into it super long, but um, George is just asking about the emphasis on developing young players versus signing bigger names. And should we be prioritar- prioritizing that? And um, obviously, Mike, I'll, I'll let you answer, but I'll, I'll just sort of respond to that um, with a t- essentially with a tweet that I put out. I don't know whether yesterday or the day before, but as saying, like, look, Toronto FC, the way that it pre- the way that it presents itself, the way that the fans want it presented, is they want to be a big club with an MLS, and they want to sign big players and players that can make immediate impact to winning now. I mean, look at the amount of people in this room talking about a transfer deadline day acquisition of Richie Larea, right? The the hype that's been around a Lorenzo Insigne and a Bernadeschi, you know, uh, Mark anthony Case trade. There, that's not to say that Toronto FC will never dip into the academy and pull players out and bring them into the first team if they're ready. But I think part of the issue some people have this year is that some of them were ready. Some were not fully ready, but you have to find out some way. But I think Toronto FC will always be a team. And I think it's been mentioned by Bill Manning before that there'll always be a team that spends. There will always be a team that is going to probably use all three of its designated player spots at any given time. And that's kind of what the fan base wants, right? We dictate part of that as fans. And just look around the the hysteria of the two Italians coming in. Look at the excitement around bringing in Mark Anthony K. You know the excitement now that Richie's back. You know the the team will sort of part. You know it's going to be football related decisions, of course, but you know part of it is going to be about what the what the fans want and what puts butts in seats. And right now, it's Signing big name senior level players—that is really what TFC is, kind of what, what it is, and what we've kind of always kind of wanted it to be. I don't know, Mike, if you have an opinion on that, but
1: no, I, I think you're you're bang on. And I guess first let me start by by saying when I so I tweeted out yesterday, I think it was yes, man, everything's a blur. I think it was yesterday about Jacob Schaffelberg, and I I, I saw it, got. Um, got picked up by some other places, and maybe went a little bit step further than I would have went. Um, so let me start by, I guess, clarifying my stance on Jacob Schaffelberg. I, I believe the club didn't put him in the best position to succeed this year. Personally, um, I felt that he had a lot of momentum coming off last season, and then they kind of threw him to the Wolves in preseason and asked him to learn a new position with a new coach coming in, which, you know, sure, that happens. But we never saw the best of Jacob Schaffenberg, and we never saw him put into a position to succeed. So I don't think they managed that asset the best way, especially because I thought his value would have been higher um, heading into the start of the season than when they ultimately traded him. But I understand why they traded him and understand why Jacob would have wanted to go get minutes elsewhere because it didn't just didn't seem like... And it's kind of alluding to what you are you were touched touching on there, Mike. That it, it doesn't seem like TFC is going to be the place it was shaping up to be <laughs> at the start of this year, which isn't a bad thing. Which isn't a bad thing because, yeah, sure, we get caught up, especially, you know, I'll, I'm guilty of this 100% about, you know, the youngsters and how excited we are about the youngsters and how the bright their futures are. But on the other hand, we're also complaining about how bad the team is sometimes. So you're right, Mike, in saying that when you talk about Toronto FC, they want to be the top of the league. They want to be the, they're almost every year prior to this, they were the biggest spenders and, or at least top three in MLS. They go out there, they're not shy to throw around their, their wallet. They have a great support from MLSC. And that's the team that they want to be. They want. They don't want to be a team that necessarily develops homegrown products and then sells them on. They want to be the team that competes for MLS Cups year in year out. There are. That's. What I'm saying there's no room for homegrown's, but it's going to be as the team progresses and moves along. It's going to be a lot tougher as a homegrown to to crack up to crack into this this team's mix here this first team mix because we're going to start to see more MLS quality players come into this team as they move towards 2023. It's just going to be fewer and fewer positions for homegrowns to kind of make their mark on the club. And it's going to be tougher for them to crack through. Does that mean you're going to lose the Tejon Buchanans, the Alistair Johnsons? Yeah, it does mean that. But at the same time, you're also going to be a team that's going to be contending for for MLS Cups year in, year out, which is what they want to do. So it's a a trade-off, ideally, and I would love to see it if it's possible. They would love to do both, where they're developing academy kids and youngsters and bringing them through, but also competing for MLS Cups. I think there is a little bit of room to do that, especially because homegrowns are so cheap on the salary cap, and they can definitely complement a roster if you have the right homegrowns. But at the end of the day, their priority here is to win. And in order to do that, the best way to do that isn't by playing a bunch of homegrown players. It's by playing expensive, (laughs) luxury signings. And especially for a team that's been coming off a pandemic, that's been going through some hard times. Yeah, we we need to get back to, to what you alluded to there, Mike, which is making the big signings and getting the regular average fans excited again.
0: Well, as I said in my tweet, if it was a choice between developing the next Alfonso Davies and just going out and paying money and you can get the actual Alfonso Davies, I think I know where the fan base and where the MLSE board is going to put its money, put it that way. Uh,
2: I, and I think you can look at this. Somebody tweeted this out of yesterday. You can either be a Dortmund that, you know, develops and sells, or you can be a buyer that wins year after year. Like, that's basically what Toronto has chosen to be, is, like, be the club that that is competing year in, year out. And it's going to be up to the kids, basically, when they op- – if and when those opportunities come, you've got to take it and, and like, it, run with it. It's really going to – like, if you want to make it to the, to the big club, if you want to have, uh, you know, whether you want to get a chance to be sold – Whatever opportunity comes your way, literally you got to take it and run. It's no longer going to be like, all right, we're going to give you a year to develop. You may have a couple games to show that you can play in this league. Like, For sure. Based on the way the, way the, te- the team is, 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 is set up, we're, we're a team that wants to compete. And, and any big club, the most big clubs around the world don't have that many of their academies, players in their starting 11. Not that they don't have them, but you're not going to have five or six. You might have one or two at best.
0: Okay. Um, look, we've talked that one to death. Uh, I think we we all know where TFC really lands in that, in that regard. I know that won't please everybody. Um, there's a lot of people who are academy first. And look, I'd love to have more uh, homegrown academy signings in there, but they got to earn it. Um, and, and they got to be ready uh, to be in the senior uh, squad a couple last questions here uh, before we wrap up uh, this space is uh, TFC and you just uh, a quick question about Sam Atacube. there has been some rumors out there about him potentially returning to MLS I think most of the rumors have had him going to Vancouver but he's asking if TFC were ever in any realistic chats about Sam Adekube
1: uh to be honest I don't know I did see that circling around and I thought about it. I honestly thought it doesn't make the most sense right now just based on the, the current roster construction. Yeah, agree. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know whether the team had talks or, or didn't have talks with, with Adekuba.
0: Yeah. We just brought in Memo Crusito. You have your left back at least for another year and a bit. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes after that. If he's going anywhere, it would actually make a lot of sense to, for him to go to Vancouver um, if he's worried about minutes in Europe. Um, question from Robert here, just will TFC bring in more Itali- any more Italian players this window?
1: <laughs> no, TFC, are, I'm pretty sure TFC are, are done this window, uh, especially based on some of the comments that Bob Bradley made when I asked him today. Uh, it doesn't sound like I'm barring any last second trade for uh, anyone within the league. It doesn't sound like TFC will be making any more moves this window.
0: Okay. And uh, a final question here, and this is sort of an amalgamation of a few uh, people here asking kind of the same question. Um, just a question around Richie's loan move. If there is an option or a per, uh, option to buy, uh, from Nottingham Forest. Uh, just to give a preamble here, Mike, I don't know if you've seen this, uh, but Paul Tenorio of The Athletic has released um, just a short article here on the loan move saying that there isn't uh, an option to buy in the deal, but I don't know if you've heard any different.
1: Yeah, no, I, I did see Paul's, and Paul, Paul's usually bang on and correct. I have heard that there is some sort of option to to make it a permanent deal whether it be maybe unspoken between the two clubs and also bob bradley sort of left the door open for that i think when he was asked today whether it was a loan or permanent he said it he believes it starts off as a loan move so i mean read between the lines there i guess a little bit um so yeah it may not be just one of those straightforward things where you see in the press release that tron FC have a an option to buy on richie but i do believe there is some sort of unspoken agreement there might be some moving parts to that as well where it's definitely possible where this becomes more than just the the one-year loan
0: yeah and like these kind of deals just because it says no option to buy now doesn't mean in october the clubs come back and sort of agree something that like hey yeah he wants to stay let's figure out what that dollar amount is for a transfer fee uh for a permanent deal so Just because there isn't an option to buy now doesn't mean there isn't an opportunity for a a permanent deal down the road uh, in terms of how that goes. Um, One very last question here from one uh, Eric Giacometti um, just asking, when uh, do we sign the DP social media admin? And as I've already tweeted back to Eric, he is already the (laughs) DP social admin. Uh, we don't need to get anybody else. He's already on max DP money.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, Eric's, so Eric's, listening in, Eric. Yeah, Eric's a pricey guy, man. Come on.
0: Well, yeah, I'm well, just waiting. I'm... If,
1: if Brooklyn isn't on DP money, I'm gonna start being her agent, man. Because we gotta get my girl Brooklyn on DP money.
0: <laughs> Both of them rocking Insigne Blazers. Uh, the next time we see them <laughs> jumps, on the social. Yeah, or silly
3: jumpsuits,
2: yeah. Uh, Hey, uh, have you all seen Insigne's new dude, the blonde? I have seen it. so
1: funny, actually. So I was not training today, and I couldn't find Bernadeschi. I was like, man, don't tell me this guy's not training again today. Dude, Insigne and Bernadeschi swapped hairdos. I don't know if they got their, their barbers mixed up or what it is, but... Rock rocking the bleach blonde, and Bernadeski's now gone back to more of his natural, like brunette look. So that's—I don't know what happened there, but that's—it
0: is what it is. Unspoken agreement between the two. Uh, speaking of, uh, one Eric Jacometti, hes joined oh, uh, the go. chat today. So what, what's going on, Eric? What are you? Uh, I thought you—I thought you had to stay silent.
3: No, I'm am j- just here to uh to find out from the one Michael Singh if there's any more announcements coming so I can just prepare some graphics, that's all. I'm just I'm I <laughs> listening for just like everybody else here, you know. I just need to get the news. Yeah, just well, Thank so you so for jumping on Eric.
1: No. Guys, Eric, Eric Giacometti is definitely my source, guys. That's it. Clearly. 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 Yeah. No. Clearly. clearly. You got I, I, I just I listen. I
3: just I put on noties for Michael Singh and then I get the graphics ready and the videos made. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, that make, he servant. makes your job easy. I'm a humble servant he makes your the job easy. live
0: community. <laughs> get out
1: of here! Get out well, of that, here!
0: Well, this is well, this is why you make the DP money. Oh, Eric. Stop, this is this is This is why you make, make the DP. DPS. DPS.
1: Everybody
3: knows that you get into to social content for MLS if you want to make the big bucks. <laughs> that's where it's at.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, buddy. Uh, thanks for, for jumping on real quick. You, I Like I said, you are the DP. So should we stop tweeting him about the 11s, by the way? Uh, oh, that's, that's the, okay. You know, I've,
3: I've, I've, I've stopped giving a shit. I'm just, like, going to start coming at fans from Maine. So if you do, just just be prepared because I will. Yeah, really you're going to get them shot yeah, fired. I, it's, it's, I don't even I don't hop on Maine all that often anymore, but if you come at me, it's coming back at your neck, so don't even worry about it. Shout out to Brooklyn. Oh, Shout out to Brooklyn. Uh, the, the real DP admin has been killing it. So give her some love as well. Very true.
0: Very true. Give uh, Brooke fell a, a, uh, a follow on uh, the bird box. If you haven't already, um, I think we'll wrap it up there. Oh, wait, we got actually, we actually do have one more question, Mike. I'm um, actually think this is a good one just in terms of the allocation order and how that is kind of going to work. Um, here, because obviously Cincinnati has a top spot. You already mentioned that they're looking at bringing in Matt Bielska from Chelsea. Uh, so the next spot would go to FC Dallas. Um, so I'm assuming TFC has to probably make some type of deal. It's going to be GAM money uh, to, to Dallas, but to, to make this deal happen.
1: Yeah, that, so that deal's done. Um, I would guess that the deal would be a combination of allocation money and probably an international roster spot which by the way i love that new rule for canadian teams the international roster spots because tfc are just dishing those out left right and <laughs> because they have so many to play with and of course i i believe if someone's an international and they spend a year or something on the roster they're no longer counted as an international too. just yeah i'm also finally done canadian teams uh a solid? Some service there, yeah, solid for sure. In terms of that, those international roster spots. So hopefully that turns into some valuable currency for them in terms of, of future moves. But yeah, that that deal has been that, that was like I said before. That was the the one thing that was holding up this Richie deal for for quite some time, and that was the allocation order. But those are getting sorted, so we'll we'll see. I guess exactly what um, TFC have to give up. Hopefully it's not too much. Okay, perfect. I'm sure.
2: I'm sure most of the shaft money is going there.
0: Sorry, we'll just ask
1: Eric G after.
0: Yeah, well I was about to say, now that we've broken this, uh Eric, we'll just uh wait for the official <laughs> announcement uh from the socials, I guess.
3: Hey, listen. Listen. I stand down, okay? I can, I, I only I only I only do the tweets when I'm told, okay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> absolutely absolutely all right guys uh, we'll wrap it up there uh thanks so much to special guest michael singh for joining also special drop-in guest eric giacometti uh for for dropping in on this uh, special edition of the tunnel club uh boys it has been fun um sean as always thanks for for jumping in i know you're sort of driving around the city doing work so we we pulled this together last minute uh for the community so hope you hopefully you guys I enjoyed uh, the 45 minutes or so of banter, um, but we'll drop it there and uh, we will see you all again, uh, potentially Saturday. Well, I, w- uh, I might be off to the cottage Saturday, but we'll figure out what we're going to do Saturday um, for the next tunnel club edition. Sean, any last thoughts?
2: Uh, uh, that's about it. Um, can't wait to, to see Richie back in town. Um, I doubt he'll be ready for Saturday, but, That would mean he's back when we're back in Toronto, so that'll be a good good day to be back at BMO Field.
0: Uh, He could play. He has been playing in the Nottingham Forest uh, friendlies. uh, Leading right, but it's
2: a matter of traveling from from you know the UK all the way here, right? Depending on when the deal got finalized, I mean, I don't know if anyone, Michael, if you have anything on that.
1: He'll be arriving later today. Uh, Deal will be finalized tonight uh eric jockman i could tell us when they'll announce the deal um, <laughs> but i wouldn't be surprised if if richie plays some sort of minutes on saturday i wouldn't be surprised as bob bradley actually didn't rule out that possibility so well we'll see how how things come together
0: all right there you go uh straight from uh the source itself Uh, Guys, thanks for tuning in to this version of the Tunnel Club. Uh, We'll be back either Saturday or Sunday uh, to recap uh, the away game in Nashville. But uh, on behalf of Sean Levy, uh, Michael Singh, and Eric Eric Giacometti, this is Mike Newell. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers.